podcast host, you are inviting experts into your house when you're when you're hosting them on your podcast, right? So how are you becoming and how are you acting like a welcoming host for your guests? Are you showing them and telling them and guiding them everything they need to know to be prepared and show up to connect with your audience? Today on the Waste Up Wardrobe Show, we're going to be talking about how to be a host master, how to make sure when your guests appear on your on your show, they leave your show feeling delighted, like they've had a great experience and that they're ready to tell the world that your show is a great show. But you know the drill. You're going to have to stick around to learn everything you need to know about how to be a host master. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for one more time on another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, episode 62. And today we're going to be talking about how to be a, a host master, somebody who can host a show, bring guests on, and really, really give them a nurturing experience, a delightful experience that they can go out and tell the world about you and about your show and how one, wonderful it was as an experience as a whole. So, but before I get started, I just want to say thank you to my awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always here in the production room, making everything go around, making everything uh, work like it's supposed to, and troubleshooting every technology issue that comes on, because God knows I don't want to deal with that. And I want to also add that this is a conversation. I want to hear what you have to say. Please drop some good nuggets into the comments. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you agree with us or disagree with us, or if you have anything of value to add to this conversation, we want to hear that. So please take advantage of that and let us know what you're thinking. I wanted to to really take a moment to really welcome our super awesome guest today on the show. My guest today is somebody who has been doing podcasting and really guiding um, her clients uh, who are podcasters into how to really, really create these experiences for their guests and as a podcaster that really stand out and really... um, show their guests that they are guided throughout the whole process and well taken care of. Uh, she has coined the term host master because she guides her clients on how to be the best host they can be. PK, thank you for being here today. Good morning. And we have this very special guest that I'm going to brag about a little bit. And um, th- who I'm talking about is Tiffany Youngren. And Tiffany has um, run several successful businesses for the past 30 years. Um, She started podcasting in 2017 um, and she used her own shows to test and develop what are now her guesting on autopilot uh, software to build happy relationships with guests and the content multiplication process to increase listenership much quicker. Okay. 
she really basically guides her clients on all the pieces that go into podcasting. And I'm so thrilled to have her here today. And at the onset of the great pivot of 2020, which we all have experienced in one way or the other, Tiffany's marketing agency went all in on podcasting. Her proprietary processes and tools help other professionals build their authority and profit from podcasts while she trains mentors and builds community among podcasters with vision. Tiffany lives in Billings, Montana with her husband of 28 years, which, you know, we have something in common there, uh, Tiffany. I'll be celebrating 20 years of 28 years of marriage as well with my husband, John. Um, she spends as much time as possible with her five adult children and five grandkids traveling and eating amazing food. Welcome, Tiffany Youngren, to the show. Thank you for being here. I'm so thrilled to have you, Tiffany. You are truly um an authority in this space because you have seen it all, you've done it all, and you've guided so many established podcasters to elevating their show. I just want to mention that Elaine is here. Uh, she's um, Elaine has come uh, on multiple shows, and she is an amazing entrepreneur in her own right. Um, thank you for being here, Elaine. Thank you for being here, PK. And we're going to have an amazing conversation around hosting um, and being a host master, right, Tiffany? Absolutely. Thanks, Christine. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> and before I get started, because I want people to know how cool you are from a personal <laughs> perspective, I just have a quick 60 seconds of get to know you. Okay. okay. And these are just this or that questions, and it will just help us and the, the whole audience and myself get to know you a little bit better. Um, and my first question is Belize or Mexico? Well, if you asked me three weeks ago, I would have said Mexico for sure. But uh, after a wonderful trip to Belize, Belize all all day long. <laughs> really? Okay. So what changed your mind? Uh, gosh, that's such a good question. What did change my mind? Well, everything's a lot less expensive and it's a lot more just out. You know, we aren't really resort people. We don't really like to go and stay in resorts. We just like to be in and with the people. And we stayed in a fishing village in Belize for two weeks in a little cabin and just got to know, we got to know so many people. Literally, we were on our, our golf cart driving on a road and someone who, who we had met the day before stopped us just to say hi. And so it's the culture, it's the beautiful waters. Uh, I can name off a million things. It is just, it's amazing. It's just so beautiful and slow because you know, you're hot and sweaty and sticky, but it's wonderful. <laughs> well, I love that. It sounds like you really love to immerse yourself in culture. And so that is a, that's why we do the 60 seconds to know you. Okay. Um, let's see, um, empty nesting or full house. We technically are em empty nesters in that we, it's just my husband and I live in who live in our house, but we have, uh, over 3000 square foot house for the kids. So I would say full house. Oh, and you love <laughs> then spending time with the kiddos. Uh, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. We could live in a one bedroom. I mean, we could live in a studio really, but we just, we live in Montana. So we need a lot of indoor space. I want the kids riding their bikes downstairs. And uh, so, yeah, no, we love the sound of family. And I, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but you know, as much as we love Belize, I would move there in a second, but there's no geography better than where my family is. So. I, yeah, you did mention that actually in our prep for the for the show. And honestly, I totally agree with you there. I feel the same way. And I love that line. So I will be using that and I will be hijacking that. 
Awesome. Okay. So let's get started because I really want people to really enjoy your genius. And you have a very special offer at the end of the show. You have this amazing challenge happening at the end of the show that you're going to tell us about um, just to really help people up level their podcasting game. So, but I do want people to get to know like the work that you do and the process and really answer some key questions um, that a lot of people who have shows need to know. Um, So, you know, I, you, you, mentor clients on podcasting. Can you just explain that role in general a little bit? Yes. Generally, I mentor podcasters who are seasoned. So they've released at least 10 episodes. I feel like when you start a podcast, it's all about like putting everything in place and and pushing go, which is usually the hardest thing for a new podcaster. Whereas now, once you've put out at least 10 episodes or 200 episodes, you're asking really good questions like, how do, how do I format my show? How do I host you know, people and make them feel really special? How do I build relationships? And so I not only mentor podcasters through my own podcast, but also through masterminds. Uh, we also have tools that I've, cause I'm a total technology geek. So I've, I love automation and things like that. So I make things really easy on people who hate technology. Like me. I hate technology. <laughs> like, please do not let me deal with technology. That's what Rick does. And that's what you do for your clients, which I think it's incredible that you've created a system and a process by which people don't even have to think about that, right? Your your clients just don't have to think about all the little pieces that go into podcasting and, and onboarding a guest and where the touch points are and everything. So it seems like you take care of that whole process. So what is the biggest mistake you see people do when they're podcasting? Well, I think the biggest thing is that people think that they're competing with other podcasts when really they're competing with audiobooks and, you know, uh, TV personalities who launch a podcast or movie spinoffs that are audio. So we're really understanding who their audience is. And what they're promising that audience is really the biggest mistake I see again, time and time again. I've got a podcast where I I run a hot seat for podcasters. And this could be podcasters who have released 10 episodes or 500 episodes. And at the end of the day, we almost always land on what is your audience promise. And before you can even determine what that promise is, you have to know who your audience is, who is listening to your show. Yeah, absolutely. We did a whole episode just based on my own experience and what I've learned through podcasting of really defining who your audience is. A is for audience. It was like the first building block to really creating um, a podcast from the ground up. So I totally understand why that it's it's important. You need to know who you're talking to before you can talk, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. And I think it just reiterates to the audience out there that when you're starting out as a, as a podcast, or even as you continue to grow, that you always have to come back to your focus of who my audience is and what I'm offering them. So um, that is a really good nugget to take away from today. Um, what is that number one challenge, Tiffany, that you find that you're clients report the most when they're podcasting? Well, as I mentioned just a minute ago, the, when they're brand new, it's just hitting go. You know, I've worked with people who are public speakers and authors, but still calling that first guest is like a 500 pound gorilla. That phone is just like, no, you know, but it, and usually it's just pushing them off the cliff. Like just go do it, you know, record something, put it out there. But then as they become experienced at it, their number one challenge is always that they come to me with. It isn't usually the the core of the problem, but usually the problem that they come to me with is 
building the audience, getting more listeners, getting more viewers. So isn't that interesting? This uh, The idea of audience is so important, right? Mm-hmm. And not only knowing who you're talking to and who your target audiences, but also continuing to build that sphere of influence and continue to to really reach the people that would get the most out of your conversations on the podcast. I, it's so interesting. It just got reiterated in both answers to your questions, which makes it sense that that is a really important thing that people might be challenged with or neglect sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, all roads lead to the audience, right? <laughs> I guess so. I feel I like am, as a as a podcast host, your two new best friends, as soon as you decide to do the podcast, are your guests and your listeners. And your listeners and your guests, making both of them happy, you will get the audience. Like you will, you know, <laughs> your audience, like magic. It's like if you have a goal and you write it down, I'm sure that you've seen this. It's like magic. It's suddenly everything's attracted to that. And the same goes for podcasting. As soon as you understand your audience and you treat it like you're talking to one person that you know through and through, and then you have people on your show, you have to understand when you have someone on your show that you're exhibiting what you're like. And so if you're trying to build authority and trust, if you exhibited that with your guest and you truly care about them, your audience is interpreting that like that's who you are. That's what you're like. So it's just both those, those are your two new best friends. That is such a great way to describe it. You know, you're really, it's about the people that you're connecting with, right? You're connecting with an audience um, and you're also connecting with the guests that you're bringing on. So right now, as we speak together, you know, uh, Tiffany is my guest and um, PK and Elaine and whoever else is listening out there, really, those are the people that you, your circle of influence that you're growing, that you're really trying to connect with and really trying to give value to, which, you know, um, I think it's such a great way to think about it, right? You, to be aware of the people that you're connecting with, um, that you're that that you know, because there's people out there listening, right, or listening on replay that you don't know, but they also have to feel connected when they get into this conversation or listen to this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, and I, I don't know if PK and Elaine are still here, but what I'd love to hear from them if they if they could throw that in the comments box is that what. PK or Elaine, I know both of you probably listen to a lot of different shows or podcasts. I know PK does because we were in a mastermind together for a while. But like, what is that? But how, what, when you're listening to a show, what is that one thing that attracts you to coming back or listening again or, um, or what that, that the host is doing that might turn you off or actually attract you? I'd be really interested to know from uh, Elaine or PK or anybody out there who's listening if they have any feedback on that. Uh, Tiffany, I think that you know what you do is so valuable because we all, even if we're an expert in a field, we all need experts to tell us what to do sometimes because there's so many moving parts, right? There's so many things to think about, um, and you know, and I just think this idea that you mentor clients and you managed manage the show uh, from the technical side and the client guest management side. It can be so valuable uh, to your clients. So tell us a little bit more about, about that guest management piece. Well, in management, I, I always struggle with like, what word do I use about what that is? Really, we're relationship building. Yeah. And when we're looking at there are different parts to it. So you're looking for guests, you're recruiting guests, you're prepping guests, and then you're preparing yourself for the guest. And then from there, it there's follow through. So you want to do the things that you want to do systematically 
to help them feel like what they just did was a good use of time. And so what I've done is I've built a system around like if I if if I really want to take care of somebody from the moment they get that first contact from me until forever, <laughs> like I want forever relationships with, with the people that come on, what would that look like? How much of it can we control? And, uh, and then how much needs to be done personally? I know a lot of times hosts are the, you know, you imagine podcast hosts are amazing in their field, right? We're looking for authority and building trust. It means we've got an, a level of expertise where we've earned it or where we can ask for that trust from people and become top of mind. And so, um, being able to do that and continue that and not have to worry about all the little pieces and the moving parts and the different stages, but instead know and trust that a system's taking care of it in your own voice. Like you set it up once and then your guests are like, oh my gosh, you know, I, every, you can look on my website. Like I have so many quotes from guests. Every, every podcast I do right after the show, I say, what was your overall impression of this experience? And it's positive. Like I get comments like, you know, I just felt so taken care of. I always knew what was happening. I knew what to expect when I got on your show. And believe me, I set everything up assuming I'm going to forget everything. So because I'm doing my job, right? <laughs> I'm not like full-time managing a podcast. And, uh, and then also there are pieces that humans need to do. You know, sometimes someone wants a phone call. And so just understanding how to do that, I just streamline it for people like me. And I was trained in real estate and construction. And if I don't know if there's there are two industries that hate technology more than those two <laughs> industries. And in real estate, you think about it, you're building relationships with humans and you don't want everything automated. So when we manage, when we attract and manage and follow through with guests, we want it to feel like it's direct because when I write those emails, I mean it. Like these, this it's truthful, it's authentic. It's just that it's the same answer every time, <laughs> you know? And so it's just that balance of uh, enhancing my relationships with te technology versus replacing it. A thousand percent automating it. You help automate the behind the scenes so that the actual host of the show can really focus on connecting, right? With That's the guests correct. and the audience. So PK has dropped some goodness here in the comments. She says that she joins podcasts and listens to them when it's useful information being presented in an entertaining way. I think that is a really uh, key thing that people look look for when they're listening to podcasts. How does that podcast host stand out and entertain or give value in a unique way? It's that signature way, right, of delivering um, information. And then Elaine also was saying that um, she wants to be uh, listening to podcasts where it's someone that she would want to spend time with personal connection, as well as great info. There you go again. That's again, the same um, ideas just kind of resonating through. What do you think about that, Tiffany? I think those are extremely good points. You could not have had two better comments because I, like I said, I interview podcasters all the time and usually they like podcasts. So I'm getting their feedback about that too. But when we're looking at how we plan a podcast and our master, our master class, this is what we address is format, who we are as humans getting on, you know, creating this show. And usually there are two things. I know for myself, when I'm listening to podcasts or I'm talking to people who love podcasts, there are two typical things that we hear. Number one, 
it's the conversation, it's authenticity, it's this is who I really am all the time. But then the other side, and, and this is me, like this is what I like in podcasts. So, and I think it was PK who kind of hit on this, this more so is like, I just want to, like, I want people to give me the gold. Like I want nuggets yeah. every, I don't have a lot of time, like get to the point and, you know, give it to me straight. And so what I find is I typically veer, this is so opposite too. Like I, I help podcasters who, are the opposite of me, thank goodness, because then I'm more balanced. But usually you have podcasters who are like, I want a conversation and, and, and I get impatient. So I typically will listen to, you know, like Jay Abraham being interviewed by just about anybody. I'll listen to him, but he's really technical. And so within a 20 minute time period, I've written down 20 things that I can change in my life to improve what I'm doing uh, or I'm inspired, you know. And so it just really depends on how we're feeling, too. The beauty of podcasting is there are Saturdays where I just want to hear people yak. And so that's where those other types of podcasts come in, where we can sit and listen to people who are really passionate on topics, talk about it. And that's where the the personality and the, wow, I could go have a beer with you, <laughs> you know, kind of aspect comes in. H hence what Elaine said, somebody exactly. that you want to spend time with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. I think that is really interesting. Just the way Elaine uh, phrased that is that you want to be hanging out with somebody that you enjoy being around or that you want to get to know better. I, I think that's a really good way to kind of rate a podcast or a show. Uh, you know, I, one of the, what is that, that most important thing that a host needs to pay attention to when they're, you know, asking and asking somebody to be a guest or bringing them on, you know, what is that single most important thing in your opinion? Oh, well, number one is, uh, whether they agree with you or not, like bring on people that don't agree with you, first of all, but oh, they, they should be people you care about. Like think about people that bring an, uh, an opinion that forms a greater concept that really bring value to people's lives, but that is respectful. It's somebody that you could talk to and hang out with. So if you don't want to hang out with your guest, probably your listeners won't want to either. And so that really leads back to the same thing. So, um, you know, like personally, I know a lot of people go and they'll post everywhere, you know, come be on my show and I've done it. In fact, I test everything. So, so we have those posts out there. So I'm always testing like what, what works better? What do I like better? And, and it's different for different podcasts. So I don't think that there is even a one size fits all, but I personally 1000% prefer inviting guests onto my show. Yes. Like well, one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. And referrals. Referrals are awesome too. So right after the show, one of our emails is like, who do you know that is XYZ and that, you know, they've got these traits because the, and would make a great guest on the show. Because if you liked hanging out with your guest, then probably you're going to like hanging out with the same type of people that they hang out with. So I've gotten some of my best guests as referrals from guests. So. Yeah. And you know, it, that is really important too, because, you know, Anybody who's podcast knows that you can have a guest that isn't really a good fit or is it not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just not a good fit for you or your audience. And something happens on the show. And if it's a live show, it's like, oh, you know, how do I fix that? <laughs> but, you know, that, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that, you know, you think about how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so with podcasting, if one of the outcomes that you want from podcasting is education, in fact, I try to build that goal into anything that I do so that no matter what I do, I'm not actually failing because I'm learning from it. But if you bring someone on your show and you're like, it's live, number one, you can truly tell your audience you're bringing them 
the real deal. Like this is for real. And that's what people want right now. They don't, they don't want everything canned and, you know, um, really fluffed up. They want to just really know where it's at. And so when things go wrong, you cannot, like you get to, I would almost point, I'd be more, I'm kind of contrary like that, but I would almost be more likely to point at it. Like, Oh, you should go. I want you to listen to that show. And I want you to come back and tell me what, what did you think? And I've done that with, especially with my editors and my own team. I'll be like, Hey, go listen to this episode. What'd you think? And they'll come back and they'll be, and I won't tell them like it was good or bad. And they'll be like, you know, it was good information, but it felt weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's what life's like. Like sometimes you're talking and it's just weird. And will people probably flock to that episode? I wouldn't promote it, you know, but you certainly want to leave it up there because it also creates um, a contrast so that you've got, you know, you can say like, what were your favorite shows? We'll definitely listen to this. And if there were four things I want you to know, I'd want you to listen to this episode, this episode, this episode, because then people, um, those, those episodes live forever for one thing, but without the bad ones, you really, it's hard to contrast that you have those amazing episodes. That is such good information. Like never thought about it that way. It's like, I mean, on the show, actually, it really hasn't happened much. It might have been one instance where it happened where the guests went a little off topic. Um, and it felt weird. It felt a little bit weird, but, you know, we managed. It was not a huge deal, but I, I tend to want things to be like perfect for my guests. So that is something I've had to work through. My producer really is like, okay, get over it. Let's move on. <laughs> But I love well, that you you say that, right? Your same idea is like you want to let the the whatever was expected and unexpected just be out there to have that comparison. Well, and two, like think about what you just said. Whether you whether it's a producer or a coach or a mentor, you really need someone guiding you on the journey because they're going to see it differently than you. And like for myself, I obsess about podcasts. I'm on a podcast and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to Rick because I got like questions for him, you know?" Yeah. But but to have somebody who's like you know, yeah, that was, you know, a train wreck, <laughs> but, but what did you get out of it? Like, what, how do we change our process? Do we leave our processes? Do, how do we use this in a way that we weren't thinking? Because again, like I said, at the beginning was we're not competing with other podcasts. We're competing with entertainment as well. And so, mm. and books, you know, audiobooks. And so we need to bring something in a way that people can't get anywhere else. And by bringing, what I hear just constantly is authenticity. Everybody just wants to hear it. And so one of the things, one of the other values and, and having a mentor really brings it to the forefront is, you know, when everything is going great, isn't when you really get to reveal who you are. It's when things go sideways because then you, then people are watching you going, oh, I loved how she handled that because how often does everything go perfectly really? And so if someone's hiring you or they want you to guide them down a path, they want to know that if there's a train wreck, you can help them salvage it and turn it into flip it. So. That is genius. That is really, really genius. It's uh, definitely a nugget there. I hope everybody, um, thinks about it's really people get to know who you really are when you're challenged right mm -hmm, true. Um, how you handle that how much composed you are and how you act under pressure which I think is such um, a good point and I think it probably was informed by uh, being a mama five too that <laughs> you know that life journey where you're teaching the kids and so I think that's really interesting and it kind of goes back to what PK was saying about entertaining in an entertaining way because you said we are competing with entertainment mm -hmm. when you're out there giving information um, that you hope is valuable, that you know is valuable, you are also trying to entertain people so they stay engaged and that you hold their attention. So there is that level.
level of pe- that is there is that piece of entertaining it to keeping to keeping the conversation going. Um, I've heard you use the term uh, hostmaster. And I love that term. I love it. Um, can you tell us where that came from and what really is the meaning behind it? Yeah, of co- I, absolutely. I'm so excited about this whole thing. We are starting a show on Fireside. I don't know if you've heard about Mark Cuban and uh, Fallon Fatimi's new project, but it's a way of producing podcasts, uh, audio, and actually they just recently added video. But it's fun and it's startup and it's weird, but I was... Uh, they also provide us with producers who help us with ideas and what to do. And I knew I wanted to start something that helped podcasters uh, master their craft of podcasting. We talked about this a lot um, in the last few days, but we're, we're really as podcasters able to be better at what we're doing. Like, do we listen to our shows and think like, do I sound like, am I speaking, am I breathing? Am I speaking? How am I talking? Do I say um 5,000 times? how do I format my show? How do I make it entertaining? You know, we need to answer all these questions. People ask us a million times. I'm bored with the question. How do I present it in a way where it's fun and playful? And so to ha- I started this group, Hostmasters, and it a little bit is a playoff of Toastmasters. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Uh, and, and you think about Toastmasters and people, you know, get up and they learn how to speak and they encourage each other and they're bringing in people and it's all kind of organic and messy. I mean, it's very organized. Uh, I had a mentor and he always used the word chaotic where there's enough chaos that you're able to just get a lot from it. And, uh, and then, but yet there's enough order to where uh, it stays on track. You know, you can, there's a difference between getting diverted and getting, you know, off the off the rails, and so this whole concept of uh, host, ma- you know, hostmasters, it is my vision for bringing together podcasters in different ways. But the main thing being all of us together being authorities in our own industries, but together being more improved podcasters all the time. Yeah, PK agrees. I agree with PK and she agrees with me. The wordplay, Hostmaster, is amazing and it is really memorable. And it really says what you do. And, um, you know, PK is a feng shui master. I mean, she is like the feng shui expert. So I could see her using the hashtag feng shui master. Um, Elaine is a um, a nurse and o- an owner of a candle shop. And I'm sh- I hope I'm saying that adequately. And I know you do so much more, Elaine, but she is like, I would call her the ambiance master. <laughs> and PK is saying trademark host master. I don't know if you're in the process <laughs> of that, but definitely, definitely um, it's a really good way to convey what you do in a way that people can understand and consume. Um, so I love it. I love, love, love it. And I love that you talked about chaotic. I always <laughs> talk about, I always, I always refer to that concept as like perfect imperfection, right? Mm-hmm. You're perfectly imperfect. You're chaotic now that I've learned that, but it's that sort of organized mess or the, um, the organized clutter because there's definitely a system behind it, but the messy piece is sort of that organic piece that you let Mm -hmm. happen because that's what makes it normal and authentic, I think. Well, and you get things you never would have thought of, you know, it leaves room for, you know, 
whatever might happen. Yeah, I, I always say, I mean, honestly, I always say it leaves room for God. Like there's just, there's enough room for me not to be in control of every single little piece. It leaves room for somebody to have some input on the team or as an audience member or as a guest where I'm open enough to move and shape from that. But yet the main thing is kept the main thing. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like when we were talking before the show, our pre-show, and I presented you with sort of a script, like a, a series of questions that our, our dialogue was going to revolve around. But I told you also that sometimes we'll go a little off if a conversation, if there's more value to add, um, just going off the topic. Um, and I, I feel like that is sort of the same idea, right? That horde, sort of uh, leaving that room for God, leaving the room for the organic piece so that it is natural and people get the most out of it. Absolutely. Love it. So what is the key to finding your audience from podcasting? I know that's like a big question, but like, do you have any tips on that? Yeah. The key to finding your, did you say guests? Yes. The okay. finding, I'm sorry, finding your audience. Sorry, audience. Okay. Po- yeah. So we talked about guests, of course, and, and yeah. you some really good points, but how about like really targeting the right audience? Well, the first thing is to know who your audience is. And I think that um, that's really the part that people miss, you know, and honestly, I've been in marketing forever. I feel like <laughs> I don't know if there was ever a time I wasn't in marketing and it always comes down to audience. It's why we talked about it at the, a lot at the top of this and why you've been able to cover it. If the best way to find out who that is you know, number one is to look at, is it a, is it your ideal customer? Do you have a business that's related to that? Or is there a people group that you just want to be a part of? When I first started my very first podcast, the reason that I did it was I wanted to meet more people in my town and I have such a huge passion for small business. And so I wanted to elevate these business owners that I thought were so brave and so innovative that I would interview some of the local business owners. And then I would also interview, you know, like Neil Patel (laughs) or, you know, marketing geniuses. And, uh, and so that was really why I, I did that. But I knew my audience were small business owners without knowing who your audience was or you can't find out like what their transformation is and what they're going to get out of listening your show, listening to your show. So, you know, ask like, if, how do you find out who that is? I mean, ultimately, just why are you doing your show? It really, I, I have four pieces to podcasting. One is purpose. So know your why. Why are you doing it in the first place? Number two is people. Who is, you know, who do you want to meet on your show and who are you delivering this to? Who are you serving and what is their transformation? Uh, and then promotion and profits, because, you know, even though profit shouldn't be a driving factor, it has to be on there because you can't delegate without profit. And so um, and whether it's underwritten by someone else, by your another business or yourself or your own business, you just have to address that. So I just feel like when you're finding your audience, who is it? All those P's break down if you don't know who your audience is. So just understand why you do it so that you can move into who are you speaking to. 
Yeah, I mean, you sum it up in the first two P's, right? People and purpose. And then, of course, the second part, promotion and uh, profiting is important because mm -hmm. as much as we love doing what we do, you, in order to continue to do it, you have to have those two pieces in there, right? It's yeah. just the practical side of things. But I love, and but you're always driven by the first two, right? You're always trying to give value first. And isn't it interesting? Like, those are the most, it's our why. Those, both of those things, like for myself anyway, those are my why. If I didn't have the people, if I wasn't building relationships with people, I wouldn't do it. I mean, right. I, there are a lot of ways to promote my, you know, promote my stuff, but I do it because I want to make relation. I want to build relationships and I do it because I, you know, I have other reasons that I do it as well. But when it comes to profit and promotion, if you look at my business model, we always, we automate as much as possible when it comes to those two things. <laughs> so, yeah. so all the people stuff and the purpose, like you can't automate purpose, you know, <laughs> you have to like do it. And people, there's a lot, you know, like the relationships you can't automate, but you can automate how you're promoting it and how you're contacting them. So if you have a clear line of demarcation between what you can never pass off and what you can, it helps you be able to delegate, especially if you're a high achiever in your industry. I love that. A clear a line of demarcation of what you can delegate and you can't. That is brilliant. I love, love that. So what is, we're going to get into the challenge that you're going to be running soon and um, for your, for people. And I'm just so excited to, for the audience to hear about this, but I'm going to just, I want to know uh, what is your favorite podcast and why? Okay. You know, you asked me that and I listen to so many podcasts. I never really thought about what one do I like the best? I, I almost get tired of listening to them, if I'm being completely honest, because every time I do an interview, I listen to their podcast. I, I really study it. But I love bigger pockets. <laughs> I am such a real estate nerd. I love to hear people talk about real estate. And today, I really took some time to sit and listen to it. And like, why do I like it? And so, of course, I'm studying it. And their format is beautiful. The way they make it entertaining is, is amazing. Like, they're just masters. They're masters. They are host masters. And they're masters at the craft of podcasting. But also, I just love real estate. So I could listen to it all day long. Also... I, I love to look up, it, like and I mentioned this earlier, I love to look up and search for interviews with Jay Abraham. He has his own podcast, um, but he's really, do you know who he is? Have you heard of him? I personally don't, but I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that because it sounds no, like he's, he's <laughs> probably a guru in his, uh, in his space. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was introduced, well, not introduced to him, like I don't know him. He is my ultimate guest. The minute you see him on any one of my shows, you'll know I've arrived and I might just hang up the mic because that's a mic drop for me. But <laughs> he he makes up words and he's, but he's like the most brilliant marketing and sales person I've ever heard in my life. And Anthony Robbins had him on in his program, like as a leader. So he's someone Tony Robbins looks to as a mentor when it comes to marketing and business development and his stories and the people he has worked with. It's just phenomenal. And he can literally listen to anybody talk about marketing. And he's so enveloped in what they're telling him. He comes up with a hundred different ideas on how they can make money just doing some little tiny thing differently. You know, so he'll take their brilliance and then see it and acknowledge it. And then be like, okay, so do this. And he'll break it down and say, okay, this is one thing you should do right now. So I just love it. But oh my I, gosh. Can't, I can't listen to him just talk. <laughs> Someone needs to be talking to him because again, it's that relationship. I, I, I just am in love with it. But if he just rambles on, 
he, my husband can't listen to it either. And I usually listen to podcasts with him. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm totally going to check it out because I mean, anybody that can take somebody's idea and turn it upside down and figure out ways to, to play with it, th- that like, that's genius to me. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, all that wordsmithing or the idea, um, you know, brainstorming that is like, so cool. I love doing that. And I love doing it with people that really have a knack for it. So definitely going to be listening to that. I'm going to just like, I want to go into the challenge that you're going to be doing, but I want to just ask is podcasting. Do you think for everybody? I love this question. So I am a singer and I don't sing very much anymore, but it used to just be my whole thing. It was my dream. I loved Broadway. I loved acting and singing was amazing. And I had a vocal coach that she was like, she always said, anybody can sing. You know, this is something I could teach anyone how to sing and they can sing. And that is really true. I do believe anyone can sing just like I think anyone could podcast. But some people want to be on stage and sing like Celine Dion. And some people want to be a rock star and just scream. And some people just want to sing lullabies to their baby. And so I feel like podcasting is really similar to that where there are a lot of ways to podcast. You can you can just get on and just talk to people that you just want to meet and just share it with the world. And you just want to reach out to people who love travel or you love talking about food. Like I, in my, in my retirement, I'll be doing a podcast about food just so you know, but you know, it, and then some people want to do, you know, award-winning podcasts that are known, you know, known in every household. Understand Understanding why you want a podcast will help you feel more successful at it. So if you are like, I just want to learn how to sing the sing lullabies to my baby, don't expect to get, you know, 100,000 listeners. And who cares? You know, you're getting to do this thing. And, and there is people will listen, you know, when you're singing to your baby, you have an audience of one, but think about how beautiful that is. You know, it's an experience that you're getting as well as that audience. So just understanding what outcome that you really, really need versus always comparing yourself to other people. Like, you know, if my husband, my husband's finally able to sing a note on tune, which I'm so proud of him, but he's, you know, I, I'm not going to listen to him and be like, well, you're a failure as a singer because you don't sing as well as, you know, I don't know, Hugh Jackman, you know? (laughs) And so it just, you just, don't compare yourself to other people because you have something different to offer. But, and, and some people hate podcasting. If you hate podcasting, please stop. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Please so not do for it. people who don't want to podcast. So that's okay. the only group. <laughs> okay. Well, that's really interesting. So I'm going to tell you when you gave that example, uh, that resonated with me so much because in my entire life, my life philosophy is I can do anything, anything I put my mind to, as long as I put in the effort and I learn to get there. Except there's one thing I feel like I really have to be gifted at and and I can't do unless I'm really good at. And it's singing. I love (laughs) to sing. I love to sing. I have a good voice, but I feel like I have no, I have a bad pitch. You know, I am, I'm tone deaf maybe, but I was in choir all like high school and I'm totally going off topic now, but I just think it's so interesting that you brought that up as an example, because I always thought that I could take all the voice lessons in the world. I could be part of so many choirs. I have a, I have a good voice, but if I can't stay on, on note or in tune, then, then I can't really do it. And it's hard for me to learn that. But so 
Christine, but if you compare that to your podcasting, isn't that similar? Like you really want your podcast amazing. You put a lot into the production. You've got like a, you know, first rate producer. Everything is just really, really well set up. Uh, And that doesn't surprise me what you just said about singing, because it's like we're the same people regardless of where we, you know, play out. (laughs) regardless of what we're doing. Does that make sense? Like, do you, am I way off base? Like, do you? No, I think, I think a a lot, a bigger conversation lies in there and maybe we'll have it on the after show because we are staying on for that. uh, If people want to get, be a little fly on the wall after we um, we're done, but I want to talk about your challenge. So tell us a little bit about the challenge that's coming up and what that, what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I obviously provide services and mentorship and things like that. I wanted to do something fun around getting the work done. And when, so I I took like, we've got our tools to put guesting on autopilot and then we've got our podcasts and our free tools and things like that. And, but one thing I don't typically offer are one-on-one coaching and, you know, group mentorship, but I want to, I want to take a bunch of people and build a tribe of people that we're all on the same track we want you know, to build these relationships. We want to work on our four P's. We want to work on our own skills as podcast hosts. And um, so I created a 90 day challenge. And in that you get all our tools, but ultimately we've got this list of goals and those we're going to all crush in those first 90 days. And then at the end, we'll have a party and you know, a virtual party, obviously, and, um, you know, give away some prizes and things like that. So, so like if someone's listening and they're like, you know, the, the challenge is the real deal. Like it's literally all hands on deck. I, I don't know how to do things halfway. And so if someone joins, it's like, I'm sorry, but you have to crush it in the next 90 days because I told you you would. And therefore now it's on me. <laughs> and so I take those things really, really personally. And um, just like when I have some of my show, if you can listen to any one of my hot seats at the beginning. I'm like, okay, I promised you that you would get actionable steps in the next, you know, 30 days. If I tell you, I, I'm the same way with my challenge. It's like, okay, I made this promise that you're going to crush it. So that's why, I mean, there is a cost associated with it. If someone's like, I don't want to pay anything right now, we do have like our guesting guide that's free. Um, but the challenge is really made to build this tribe of hosts that are shouting from the mountaintops. We want to be great at what we do in podcasting. And with the hashtag host and shine, uh, the audience today and actually will live on replay. You've agreed to leave it open. So I'm so grateful, at least for the 20, first 24 hours um, that they get. Um, tell, tell us like how it's special for our guests. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, So let's see. And like I said, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I should have had this list right in front of me, but you get the free guide, the, uh, the guesting guide. So it's ways that you can find guests, uh, my own tips of what's worked. Also, if you want to have a a free pre-call If you are listening to or watching this show, whether it's live or on the replay at any time, you can uh, go to, I'm actually setting up by the end of today, if you go to um, podcastignitionsystems.com slash host and shine, then you will be able to download the guide or you can email me, but um, so you'll get the guide, you'll get the... um, Oh, and we're doing a free setup. So with all of the tools that are included, one of those tools, we're giving you six months access of our guesting on autopilot as part of the challenge. 
But as a listener, you're going to get a free setup of that. So that's things like the landing page, the interview outline, the um, the automations behind it. We're going to set that up for you for free. And that's usually right around $2,000. For anyone who's participating, they get that for a week. But as a listener, you get it up until the week before. So you're going to get extra time to sign up yes. for that. So <laughs> wonderful. It's so generous of you. And the landing page, again, uh, Rick will put that in the comments, uh, but it, it, can you just repeat it one more time so that we can put that in the comments? I know he put it up on the screen right now, but I just want to make sure that the audience heard it. PK has put in the hashtag host and shine. And Elaine was saying, oh, Elaine and PK, both so wonderful. They're saying that we, we they're really happy with what we're putting out there for everybody. So I feel so blessed to have you ladies join us time and time again. I'm so appreciative. And I just want to say what Elaine was saying here in the, in the comments, because I'm learning right now about myself, something that I didn't know. But Lane is saying, like when when I sing, when she sings, practice makes permanent, not perfect, which I love that. So when ner when so when nervous or whatever you will auto automatically go to what you have permanently ingrained in yourself. So it's like practice makes permanent. I love that. So just practice, practice, practice. And um, and she also said that singing, performing, and podcasting is still putting ourselves out there. So they are very much like there's a common thread there. So I, I love that we turned it into a conversation about singing, which was unexpected. And that's, you know, where we let God do his work and, and uh, let it organically go. And the, and the landing page is podcastignitionsystem.com. Um, forward slash host and shine. And um, thank you so much for this, this generous offer. I mean, people that you work with are so lucky. I seriously, all the things that you named, the automation, that whole structure behind what podcasting is so that the guests, the host can actually build uh, their network and connect with people. That is so powerful. Um, thank you for all of that. And I just want to conclude by doing what we usually do. And that's a waste up word, a weekly wrap up one takeaway, Tiffany, what's that one takeaway that people should remember from the show? If nothing else, what is that one takeaway? Well, the one takeaway is that whole idea that your two best friends, as soon as you decide to be a podcaster are your guests and your audience. So know yeah. who they are. And be, you know, just like if you were to meet two friends, you're going to want to know what their interests are. What do they want to hear? What do they want to talk about? It's not all about us. So yeah. And how about any tools that can help people? I mean, you're offering that free checklist, which I think is a great tool. Anything else? Or is that really just a good starting point for people? Uh, the checklist is a really good starting list for anyone looking for guests. I think, um, you know, sometimes we run out of ideas or we want a fresh you know, other fresh places. Uh, so I updated it to Google Docs. So I update it all the time. So it's something you can have access to over time. So that's a good tool. Uh, and then Zoom. I love that your show is about Zoom and how to look great on Zoom. It's such a popular way to do virtual podcasts. So, uh, so you know, I just think get out there and, um, you know, another tool is, uh, are those new social audio. So I would say look out for social audio. Yeah, no, wonderful. And then an action item. Give the audience one action item. If they are in the business of podcasting or thinking about having a podcast, what's that one thing that they can do today that propels them one step forward? Make a list of 20 people that you really want to meet 
and uh, just start reaching out to them and see if they'll be in your show. And then also, I just want to challenge you to find two rock stars, two people that you never thought, like, oh, they'd be your dream guests on your show, but they would never say yes. It takes time. But if you truly are a fan of them, you know how to talk to them and you'll be able to talk them into it at some point. It just not, not, might not happen when you want it to. And and honestly, I wrote down my my answer before this and it was that if I can make everybody do just one thing, it would be write down who your ideal listener or, or viewer is. Most important uh, thing. So good. So good. This is so good. So I love that because I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to put my two, I'm going to put in mind two people. I really would be my dream guests. Although I actually, all my guests are my dream guests because I learn so much from everybody. You know, I really do. I mean, I I just, it doesn't have to be somebody extra, extraordinary because everybody is a little bit extraordinary, right? Well, I call them rock stars, not dream guests. Cause I agree. I'm in love with my guests. Like I adore them. And, um, but, but I, and I don't know what else to call the rock stars, but the people that I'm, you're, you would otherwise be afraid to talk to. Yes. Yes. And that's a personal thing, right? So you have to, you have to put it there, manifest it and it will happen. Thank you so much. This was yeah, so amazing. I had such good information. PK and Elaine and anybody out there that's going to be listening to on the replay. Thank you so much for, for coming into my house um, and connecting with our guests and being part of our tribe and really connecting about up-leveling in business. Uh, oh, PK saying the link is not working, so we might have not no. put that in right. Yeah, no, actually, and that's one thing. It, I'm, it will be up later today. Okay. In the meantime, email me at Tiffany at OMHagency.com. Okay. So um, I, I'm making that page special for you guys. So <laughs> so uh, as of today, at the, by the end of today, that will be up and running and you can use it. But if you email me, it's just me. I'm the one who will be answering and I would love to uh, answer questions and I'll just send you what what you need. So just let me know what which of the offers or what you want more information about and I'll respond. So can I be presumptuous uh, if with the hashtag host and shine uh, that people put in here, they can connect with you maybe for a, a short little conversation about how yes. this could. Okay. For hashtag host and shine, including everything else that, that Tiffany was uh, really, uh, you know, giving us as a, as a, as an audience about podcasting, she will get on a call with you or a conversation where she can really talk to you about podcasting for you and, and, and how that fits into your, your life and maybe your work. So, So thank you for that. And I'm so thrilled that you were here today. So there you have it, uh, Virtual Nation. um, And um, what a great conversation around podcasting and being a host. And you know the drill because next week at 1130, same time, same place, we'll be here bringing you another great topic to help you up level your virtual presence and dominate from behind the desk.
Hey, Rick, were you, were you, did you mean to have the mic on when you were coughing? Oh, was, did you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Right now. Was that, now. At the, was that at the Again, end? Just now. Yeah, just now. Just now. Just now. Oh. But I, I wasn't sure if like, I because I, sometimes the mic goes uh, hot when you don't mean it to be. But anyway, oh. so that was great, you guys. That was so good. That was so good. That was really fun. Yeah. And um, okay. Chaotic. I go chaotic. It's order and chaos. Order and chaos. Oh, chaotic. Okay. Yeah. And then um, uh, the other one was leave room for God. I love that. It was great. And um, yeah, it was such a great conversation, Tiffany. I It actually gave me a really good way of getting to know you better and Aww. getting to know your work better and even just getting to connect with you uh, on a personal level. I'd love to continue just to connect and um and just learn more about what you're doing. I'm definitely going to listen to those podcasts. So I have a question for you that is yeah. just off the record, although we're on the record still. Um, <laughs> I want I want to know from your perspective, two things. Tell me one thing we did really well and some a place where we could improve as a show. Uh, I'm totally putting you on the spot here. And well, uh, I just think Rick's a rock star. Can I just say that? I'm like totally, <laughs> totally fangirling over this whole production thing. So um, very well. And so sorry about the whole web address thing. I thought it's not up yet. So I was really excited about like, oh, yay, we're going to have my email address up. And then I thought, oh, shoot, I totally screwed Rick up just now. But <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so no, Rick, you're just total pro. And, and Christine, <laughs> I love that you like everything really like put together. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like, always like, Oh man. So I have so many ideas for the background. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. You guys do a lot of things really, really great. Thank you. So tell us one place we can improve. Now that's always a hard question to ask, but honestly, I'm always learning and I always like to grow. So I have to always, I, I ask that of my clients too, which is a really hard question because nobody wants to, you know, be told, I mean, I like constructive criticism is good, though. So anything comes to mind. <laughs> okay, so first of all, can I just say good job? Like, that's awesome that you ask it. And you're like, I'm seeing all of the same things I would feel if I were asking that same question. So I totally get where you're at. I think that's what successful people do is we ask the hard questions and you just did. I mean, this was such a different thing because it was so fast, like for the product, like usually, you know, I've been on shows where it's highly produced and shows where it's not. And usually if it's this fast of a turnaround, um, I have like, I'm fine if it's an easy one, but if it's highly produced, it's a little bit more challenging. So, um, but I also felt like e I, I try to say yes. And because I want to say no, like my first answer is no always. And so in my head, I'm like, how can I say yes? Like I, I have to, but I have to manually, manually do it. And so this whole thing, um, you know, we talked about when things go wrong, it really shows people. That's the only thing that makes me not want to jump out a window because literally like, you know, the first time we met, I was on a golf cart rushing across town, trying to get to the unit in time to have our call, the first call. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then the second call was like, we just got back from getting the baby, you know, the baby grandkids. And I'm like, this is insane. Why did I say yes? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then today I'm like, oh, great. So now my computer doesn't work and I'm on a different one. So the whole thing, <laughs> the whole reason I did not jump off a bridge today was that I was like, hey, this is who I am when everything goes wrong. <laughs> so 
Well, so I just want to keep that up, but no, it was fast. But and I, I probably fast. would, I would, you know. But I don't think you did it wrong. I just, you know, we both said yes to something that was outside our comfort zone. So that's well, how it, I wouldn't do it differently. Let me just say that. So I appreciated you making it happen. So well, it was a good I, thing, and I appreciated you making it happen. I did give you very little time <laughs> to get ready and be with us here, and that was a little bit unfair to you as a guest. No, but, it's awesome. But you being the pro that you are, I mean, it was. I mean, you know what? It's always Rick always says this to me. It's it like if you feel like you're not doing it perfectly, it's all about the content. As long mm -hmm. as you're giving great content, don't worry about the other things, right? So first of all, thank you for that feedback because it's true. As I've been podcasting longer, I, um, I'm not as organized when it comes to lining up my guests ahead of time. So it's something I really need to work on. Um, and so it creates these little bottlenecks where of course you only had like six days to prepare or five days. And, um, and so I appreciate you. I appreciate that you took us on and no, it was good. Uh, it's a good thing. I appreciate it too. It was yeah. Good. Yeah. And, um, okay. Rick, you have anything to tell no. me? No, everything went great. Um, uh, it was very easy to follow and, uh, you know, I learned a lot. And so hopefully between Christine and I, we can implement a lot of that strategy uh, here on this particular show. So it was oh, great. Fun. Yeah. Nicely done. Good. Yeah, really good information. And I just, I love that you're a mom of five and you have grandkids now. And the, I just, I don't know, like a lot of things that you said really resonated with me on a personal level. So it was mm -hmm. nice to have that conversation, just all the, the, the leaving room for God that really resonated with me. And, um, I don't know, just, I, I think we need to like have lunch together. Sometime. <laughs> it's like, why are we not best friends? I don't understand. Well, Christine, I have to say since, since I, when I was in um, Pinnacle and we got to know each other, I just feel like we've always just crashed into each other. It's like, <laughs> you know, don't you feel like that? I literally feel like, boom, hi again. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah. You're and then when I had someone in billing say something about waste up world, I'm like, what, you know, Christine, like what? So yeah, it just totally threw me out. I'm like, so talk about God. Like, I just feel like, you know, it's like, okay. And it's always a pleasure. Like, it's just awesome. So yeah. I'm really, I'm really grateful. And so. then I created another crash for the show, but thank you I so much again. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You said somebody in Billings mentioned Waste Up Wardrobe? Yes. Yes. I was like, how do you know her? And I can't remember. I have to go back and look. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I can't remember who it was, but it was, or Montana. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Billings, but one of my locally kind of friends here, people I know. And I was like, how, what? So, I mean, people from here, like I brought someone from Billings who joined Pinnacle. So she might've met you, but it wasn't her. It was somebody else. Okay. So. That's so funny. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad somehow we have reach. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think Elaine was still on or she's still, yeah, on, she's, she's, still she's, yeah, she's still, she's still hanging and talking. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is going to be our new add on to the, to the show where we're going to actually uh, keep the link live. Um, oh, and she likes it. Rick, Elaine yeah, is digging this. It's right? Great idea. Huh? Right. Th that's the brilliance <laughs> of Rick people. This is why you have a producer like Rick. He's like, well, he well, and that's, it's so cool because today, you know, I was telling you like, oh, I finally just sat down and listened to Bigger Pockets because usually I'm really impatient. I'm like, I should just listen to an audiobook, which is why I was saying that's really one of our biggest uh, competitors. But when I was listening to it, they record their show, like they record the interview 
And and for the first time ever, they had uh, Robert Kiyosaki on, which I was like, how oh. is this the first time he's ever been on the show? Like, that's wow. amazing. He's like the birth, you know, he's like the godfather of why everybody's in bigger pockets. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so, and he was just like, I think September 3rd that he was on it. So I was listening to that episode, but they record their interview ahead of time. And then they have two hosts and they're like, kind of going back and forth and then but they're prepping they're like oh yeah and here's you know kind of what to expect in the interview and um and things like that and then after they get back on and then they talk about it but i haven't listened to that part so i'm really excited to hear how they do it and yeah. the, and the other thing i'm obsessed with is like the lead-in because i mean rick you know this it's like this the first 30 seconds is the most valuable real estate mm-hmm. in the world and so so I love the cold open. I love it when it's like a part of the interview, but they get on and the first, and they have the most exciting voices. So I was like, oh, I need to do like, I need to have somebody vocal coach, like one of our shows on uh, our um, uh, Hostmasters masterclass, we're going to have, I'm going to get somebody who's really good about vocal like exercises. And I already have an idea of who I'm going to bring on, but they're just so exciting and they have professional sounding voices, but they aren't you know, boring, you know, <laughs> so right, right. It, do they, do they always do their interviews taped in between two live segments? The two that I listened to, they did. So I haven't, I haven't, st- you know, I have a process of studying a podcast and I haven't gone through that whole, I actually was trying to just listen to it. But then I saw, Oh, Robert Kiyosaki, I'm going to switch over to that one. So that's how I knew that the two that they did, they did that, but they opened with the, you know, this announcer, like this is episode 500 of bigger pockets. And then it's like cold open. And then, and then the guys get on and they start talking and they're like all excited. And and then they have a tip. So then they share a tip. Like I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with their format. So I'm definitely gonna be playing around with some ideas that I got from studying that show. (laughs) You treat, you treat podcasting like art. Like that's like, you're looking at it as art. Like this is really cool how they do it. And like, you know, I love that. Um, The other thing that was really cool that I thought would be like another conversation we should have in the future is about the singing. It was so crazy. (laughs) When you said, when you said, I think anybody can learn to sing. I'm like, that's it. That is the one thing that's always, because I have this main philosophy that I can do anything I put my mind to. There's nothing that can stop me, but singing well, if I have bad pitch, that's never going to happen. Like being a really, like really well, good pitch, at it. Pitch you can fix. Like you literally, really? tone is harder. So if you feel like you have, it's just like when you, but the same vocal structure that you're learning when you sing is really similar to when you speak. And so, you know, learning like proper, which I think I was a terrible example of that today, but you know, the proper uh, breathing and patterns and, uh, silence things yeah. like that all come into play when you're talking about about that so yeah exactly so people can teach you how to do some of those things uh it's, but the one thing you can't learn is passion uh you know it, it's similar to artistry as well so if you look at a painting you can have anyone painting by numbers and paint anything but having someone really love it and put their heart into it. You can't really teach that. So can somebody do a pod? Anybody do a podcast? Yes. Should everybody do a podcast? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that's really great. And Elaine is still on saying that pitch and resonance you can work on. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I need to educate myself a little bit about that because I have this whole bucket list of things I want to do before I die. 
<laughs> you know, like a bucket list, right? Yeah. And like, I really want to take voice lessons again. I did it as a uh, as a teenager, and it just, I, you know, I just felt like I wasn't. I, you know, something happened. I stopped, but I would love to do that more and learn more because singing actually, I think, is so freeing. It's like, you know, even if you're just singing to your kids, like you said, or singing and just by yourself. I just mm -hmm. think there's something about that's about singing that just is so gives so much freedom. It's like ice skating. There's these certain arts that you do and you feel so like at ease and well, I'd love to learn. Isn't it miraculous that our voices are an actual instrument? I just always am fascinated by that, that it's like we were actually built to be able to be an instrument to play, you know, and um, wow. I just, I think, do you know Molly Mahoney? Yes. Okay. I know Molly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So she is like, oh, like she is obviously an amazing singer and she brings all of that into how to speak, how to present. Uh, and so she's another, like, I totally fan. I, I love her. And she's, you know, I'm part of her glam. I'm part of her glam group. Oh, I'm so, I've almost joined about a hundred times, but yeah, it's just, I've been stalking her for 10 years. I know. I love her. And she, I've almost like when I did, I did a clubhouse room and she went into it to be supportive. So I thought that was really sweet. And I just love her so much. And she's so brilliant. And I always envy how excited she is, but still she can speak clearly. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I always have to pick, am I getting excited or am I speaking clearly? I don't know. So um, the fact that she could do both at the same time with yeah, gusto. She's, yeah. She's a genius. She's a genius. Yeah, we had, her, we had her here earlier, uh, one of our early shows, right? Oh, yep. yeah. She yeah. spoke on camera confidence and was, yeah. to I mean, totally uh, like, I'm so happy I got to get her on here because, you know, she she totally did it as a favor to be on our show because she's so busy. But mm -hmm. um, and Elaine knows her, too. So that's interesting. I mean, Mo Molly has reach and she is like an amazing entrepreneur, amazing at what she does and just a wealth of knowledge and information. It's like, I want to be around her all the time to yeah. learn so much from her. We did actually the speedy recaps that we're going to do after we are done with the show is inspired by her. She does uh -huh. these speedy recaps. And so we are doing that now for the last, I don't know, like since episode 38 or something. Mm -hmm. And we're just really trying to use it as a marketing tool. Um, like she teaches us to do so. Oh, and Elaine knows her from pinnacle. I guess she's heard her speak at pinnacle. She's not a mm -hmm. pinnacle member, mm -hmm. but she does, um, she does. She has spoken multiple times. Has taken Allison Maslin's stage. So, well, I have to tell you, I knew that because I was in a mastermind group with her at one point, and um, and she had spoken right before one of our meetings, and then. Uh, and then the pinnacle thing happened, you know, there was like a pinnacle event. And of course I'm friends with a lot of people from pinnacle because yeah. I love everybody there. And, uh, and then all of a sudden everybody started talking about Brussels sprouts and I was like, oh my gosh, is Molly <laughs> speaking at pinnacle right now? <laughs> Cause all my pinnacle friends are posting about Brussels sprouts, Molly. And then I'm looking, I'm like, yep, there she is. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh so. my God. Is that funny? It's like a trademark for her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, I, she's really amazing. I'm just trying starting to really absorb all her teachings and I love her so much. So I'm going to have to tell her that we, she was like the subject of the conversation today. <laughs> well, and I'll say like anybody who's listening, if you, if we're talking about mastering the craft of podcasting as a host, I mean, a lot of it is being a host to somebody, but a lot of it is being a host of a show. And so yeah. what she teaches is so valuable in any sense of public speaking and this is public speaking. So yeah, understanding mm -hmm. how to say words in public. 
<laughs> you know, uh, or recorded. Um, she's the master. And she has, I've seen she's had, uh, she's just got pros from the uh, theater industry. One of her coaches did talk about breathing and how to speak better from breathing and things like yeah. that. So I'm, that's the person I'm going to be like, I'm going to contact Molly and look it up and, uh, and figure it out. But yeah, she's just, I highly recommend her stuff. <laughs> so. And she, and she actually gave us a lot of tips in the episode that she was a, a guest on, on breathing and exercises to, to do before you go mm -hmm. on to really get that confidence and, and warm up the voice. So that was amazing. I really thank you, Tiffany, for being thank here. You. This is so awesome. Thank you, Elaine, for staying yes, on with us. You, I, I love that you're still here. And I love that we get to connect on, um, on the show sometimes. And PK, she's like, she's such an amazing fan of the show and just such a great gal. I, she's like the, the feng shui master. I love her so much, so much. She is a genius too in her, in her space. She's just like, she knows everything. Like if you need something, ask PK. <laughs> so, and, and Elaine, oh, thank you so much. She's saying it's a great show and we'll have another one next week. So join us if you can. Tiffany, I'd love for you to join us sometime. And I'm, I'm going to, we're going to be talking about the challenge more and uh, people will use the hashtag to connect with you hopefully. And uh, yeah, so that's uh that's a wrap. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Thanks so much. Right. Okay. Thank bye you. Tiffany. Bye. Bye. -bye. bye.